Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Um, We had another, I want to call it a Black Friday, but Black Friday has good connotations anymore. A Black Monday. <laughs> um, but it was a Black Monday on Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, NXT got gutted once again. Uh, NXT and 205 Live. Yeah. 205 Live has five members on their roster now. Wow. And one of them is Brian Kendrick. <laughs> who's a producer for SmackDown and doesn't wrestle anymore, but he's on there. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I thought he. I didn't even think he was with the company anymore. He's a he's a SmackDown producer, but uh, he's still on, on the active Two Hundred Five Live roster. Wow. Uh, we also had an apparent weird. Speaking of rosters, we also had a weird mess up where uh, Eva Marie was put in the alumni section of the WWE. <laughs> I don't know whether she was put into the alumni or if she, they never took, they her, took out. her out. Could um, be that. But other than that, Jason, how was your week? Eh, not too bad. Um, kind of a lazy week, really. Um, lazy week in, in real life, lazy week in wrestling. There you but go. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, how about you? It wasn't bad. It was, you know, it was another week. Go to work, make a few bucks, go home, watch wrestling. Yeah. What are we drinking this week? Um. Well, I just reached in the cabinet and okay. grabbed something randomly. Uh, so we're not whiskey and wrestling this week. We're rum and wrestling this week because I grabbed the bottle of bamboo, Ooh. which, uh, you know, good, sweet Jamaican rum. Very good rum. Uh, highly suggest it to anybody. It is probably my favorite rum uh, out of all of them. It's not a spiced rum. It's just a plain old, it's a gold rum. Yeah. Um, oh, it's guys, it's delicious. It's, yeah. it's really good. It'll get you in trouble. Delicious. Yeah, and it, it's a rum that does not have to be mixed. It is, it's just a super sweet, super smooth, yeah, here we go, go. rum. Now, mixing it, you can definitely mix it. I, I mix it with uh, uh, pineapple coconut uh, juice. Make it kind of like a... Uh, kind of like a pina colada. Kind of like a pina colada. Yeah, so, but I don't get all fancy with the, you know, actual coconut milk and pineapple chunks and cream and all that kind of stuff. No, no you go to Walmart, I, you I buy the... dull <laughs> pineapple coconut stuff. Do you get it glass. from concentrate or do you nah, get it? <laughs> nah, just the, the dole in the jug. Pour that in a glass, pour in a couple shots of bamboo. Does, does anybody still buy the juice from concentrate? People are bound to because they still sell it <laughs> unless all of that was made in the 70s and they're just still going through it. Well, I mean, I remember growing up in the 90s. You want juice. That's what you get. You yeah. didn't get go to Walmart you got the cartons. frozen, the you frozen, got the little frozen can, can of concentrate. Brought it home, threw the one can in with like 50 gallons of water. And, and there you go. You had juice. Um, you know, we, I mean, we used to use it for mixed drinks. You know, we would take like fruit punch. Yeah. Pour it in a bowl, pour in your, your vodkas and stuff like that. And then we would take the, either the, the cherry or the grape or something like that, the concentrates and float them as ice in the fruit punch. So then as it melted, you know. Maybe some 7-Up or Sprite in there yeah. to, you know, give it that it little, fizz. you know. Should we jump through and talk about wrestling this week? Yeah, I guess we should. All right, so we'll go through the results. Then we'll talk about uh, the people who were released this week, some fairly large names. Yeah. Uh, some effects outside of just WWE in general. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with Hell in a Cell. Okay. That happened Sunday. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> How, how right. forgettable. So we had a kickoff show of uh, Natalia versus Mandy Rose. Natalia gets a win there. Uh, starting out the show, we have Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Belair gets the win. That one was in the uh, cell. We get uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, uh, where Rollins gets the win over uh, Cesaro with a roll-up. Most devastating move in all of wrestling. Yep. We have Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler, and apparently Alexa can hypnotize people now. Um, yeah, she can. <laughs> she possesses them. Yeah. Um, so Bliss defeated Baszler. I am ready for this whole Alexa storyline. This line. needs to be over. God, this needs to be over. Just a, a quick aside, and I'll get right back in. Do you think this is going to be a successful storyline 
in front of a crowd? No. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, where Sami Zayn gets the win. We get the Raw Women's Championship match, uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, Flair defeated Ripley via disqualification because that made so much sense. we can't have nice things. Yeah. Um, then we get... And, we, and I want to talk about that, too, because of the way the DQ happened. Okay, yeah. Uh, then we get um, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, where Lashley defeated McIntyre, and McIntyre can no longer challenge for the WWE uh, championship. Yeah, as long as Bobby has it. As long as Bobby has it. Uh, let me jump over, talk about Raw. Um, on Raw, we have Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Um, and uh, I think Ricochet got Ricochet the win there. Won. That's a qualifier for the Money in the Bank. Yeah, it was a qualifier for, um, for Money in the Bank because they're starting to build to that. Uh, we have Asuka and Naomi versus Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Which, um, ugh. yeah. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. So, Naomi and Oscar um, got the win there. Uh, Randy Orton versus uh, John Morrison, in which, um, oh, come on, Bleacher Report. Morrison won. <laughs> Morrison won. That was also um, a Money in the Bank. Bleacher Report's being mean and not actually giving me the results, and I didn't write them down this week. So, <laughs> um, we get Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and Nikki has a new gimmick. Mm-hmm. She is the spirit. She's a superhero. Yep. Uh, you know what? I'm you know, okay with it. I'm okay with it. The only critique I had here, and this is getting off track again, but... The only critique I had here is I would have rather her do the promo where she introduced the spirit without the mask. Yeah. Like it's just Nikki up there talking. And then as she comes out, she's in full, yeah. you know, superhero gear, but that's just a, um, yeah. Um, and I think bliss and, um, bliss and cross one. Yeah. It bliss was, and cross uh, that one. That was also a uh, money in the bank qualifier. Yeah. Uh, then we get Riddle versus Drew McIntyre, um, where McIntyre gets the win. Or wait, no. no Riddle, Riddle got the one. Um, I just I remember the future shock DDT yeah. out of nowhere that should have ended the match. Yeah. Um, we got Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley to end the show. This in happened hell in, in hell in a cell. Because USA pitched a fit. Oh, yeah. As they should have. Yep. As they, I mean, come on. You're going to tell me that... My competitor, because USA and Fox, even though USA is not a network television, they're still competitors. Fox and NBC are, though. Yeah, Fox and NBC are. You're going to tell me that you're going to put a high-profile Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. People outside of wrestling know who Rey Mysterio is. People outside of wrestling know the name Roman Reigns to some extent. You're going to put that on Fox Friday night in primetime? Yeah. And you're... What'd you give us? The same show you've given us the last six months? Exactly. No. Right. Uh, so they put it in the Hell in a Cell. It was a really decent match. It was a good match. Uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And then afterwards, they destroyed Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. Uh, they locked, MVP locked yeah. the, ran in and locked the door behind him with the lock inside so nobody could. Do, that's brilliant. Yeah. Like. They never do that. It's always like reach through yeah. and lock the outside. Problem, the only problem I have with that is it's a uh, chain link. Uh, that the chain was so loose that just pull the chain and the lock will come through one of the the holes and. But but still, and and the chain the was so loose that Kofi though, could slip through. Like Kofi yeah. was, Kofi had to stop himself because he was basically squeezing through. The right. only thing keeping Kofi from just sliding through was the fact that the chain was there. Yeah, and if Kofi had. Like, like jumped ducked or, or ducked, <laughs> he would have gotten through. Yeah. Uh, really good segment here. I want to talk about what I yeah. think Kofi should do yeah. following this. But now I'm going to turn it over to you for NXT. NXT. So uh, NXT Tuesday night, of course, we started off with Adam Cole. Um, Cole and O'Reilly 
have a match at uh, Fashion the Beach. So they were given a, you have to pick an opponent. O'Reilly picked Kushida, which that matches later in the night. Cole said he's not picking anybody. Um, he's not playing by their games. So uh, Carmelo Hayes comes out. You know, uh, 205 Live guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole ended up winning, of course, though. Uh, we had Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, where uh, Stark and Shirai, of course, won. We had The Way versus Pete Dunn and Oni Lorkin, where uh, The Way won. And, you know, something I want to talk about. Do you think, th- does it look like they're turning The Way face? <laughs> Maybe. Which we'll get there. I, I think that they work better as a face at this point. We had Frankie Monet, the former Taya Valkyrie, versus Electra Lopez, where Monet won. Hit Row faced Ever Rise in a Loser Leaves Town match. Uh, uh, because Hit Row obviously won, and Ever Rise was on the list of people that got cut from NXT. Uh, this was not a Loser Leaves Town match, but. Yeah. You know, there you go. Uh, then we had Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly, where Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> beat the North American, or the uh, uh, Cruiserweight champion, Kushida. Uh, then we had, I guess, you want to go and do AEW, even though it was time shifted to Saturday, or you want to go to go ahead and do SmackDown, and then I'll do AEW. We'll do SmackDown and then do right. AEW. That works. Uh, so Friday night SmackDown, we start off with a mixed tag match, uh, Cesaro and Bianca Belair versus Seth Rollins and Bailey, where the heels get the win. Uh, we have a complete waste of a segment where Shinsuke Nakamura is crowned and he's, um, how'd they say it? Like King Shay or something. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. Complete waste of time and talent. Well, we got to see Baron Corbin be all mopey. Yeah. And he, please drop the King Corbin bit. And I, I think that that's what I they're, doing. they're doing. So if, if that's the case, if we never hear that again, it was worth it. Yep. Um, we get a Money in the Bank qualifier, Big E versus Apollo Crews, where Big E got the win and uh, Commander Aziz got kicked out, mm-hmm. even though it should have ended the match there. But yeah. that's that's a nitpick. Uh, we get Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Wow, they totally got all of this messed up. <laughs> uh, I think Liv got the win there. Liv won. Um, then we end up with um, Roman. Uh, well, Jay and Dolph Ziggler had a match where Jay wins. Then Roman comes out, and he's cutting a promo, and Edge shows up. And attacks. Yep. Edge stands tall at the end of the show. Uh, Seth Rollins said he should be the next number one contender. It's going to be Edge, as it should be. Um, For SummerSlam, I'm sure. Yeah. Here we go. Um, Then we had AEW was on Saturday. We had a Saturday Night Dynamite, which is this is the last time-shifted Dynamite. It's going back to Wednesday night starting this week. Hooray. Uh, we started with Hangman Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs, where Page wins. We had Tully and Conan have a, a thing in the ring. We got Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin, where Matt Seidel won. We have Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson, where Ethan Page won. Uh, Chris Statlander versus The Bunny, where Statlander wins. Then we had our main event, which was Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega. Kenny won. Uh, however, there was some really good stuff in this match, um, which seems like, you know, you want to go ahead and start with AEW? Yeah. Because uh, that was it. So, talking about this main event, the match was really good. You had, uh, at one point, the elite, of course, were coming down to get involved. I like this a lot, the way this happened. The Elite comes down, get involved. Um, Kazarian comes out, I think. The Elite Hunter. The Elite Hunter. Um, (laughs) There were several people that came out 
to stop them from getting in the ring and causing a problem. And while that was happening, it was the Good Brothers that were coming down. And while this was happening, Jungle Boy had Kenny in the snare trap uh, for pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Jungle Boy did lose, which was fully expected. You knew it was going to happen. Um, but after the match, of course, then you have the elite beatdown, which happens every single dynamite. We have to go yeah, off the air with it's, all it's, of the elite beating somebody up. It's extremely old at this point. It's stale. It, it, this isn't old. This is this is stale. This is boring. I turned it off. Yeah, it, uh, it's when Kenny they, Kenny won. When everybody started hitting the ring to do super kicks and all that stuff, I just changed the channel. Uh, and the the you know the messed up thing was too like the whole time this match is going on, Jr. and T- not to take away from the match. But JR and Tony are talking about how if this match runs long, we'll stay in with it, you know, the whole thing. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe we'll get a little bit of overrun. Uh, match was over four minutes before the top of the hour. Yeah. And then we had four minutes of the the Bucks getting involved. Matt Hardy got involved with the Hardy family. Um, Christian gets involved. It's just. I don't need a beatdown anymore. The beatdowns are not... Beatdowns are very effective storytelling devices for certain feuds. Mm-hmm. They are not effective every single night. This doesn't make me want to see the, the elite get their comeuppance. All right, so... This makes me not want to see the elite. Let's, let's compare. Let's compare. Because we had two beatdowns this week. We had the elite beating down everybody else. Yeah. And we had Bobby Lashley and MVP beating down on Xavier. Mm -hmm. The Xavier beatdown was compelling. Yes, it really was. It reestablishes Bobby Lashley and MVP as smart heels Mm -hmm. who are destroying Kofi's brother, essentially. It also and, gave that also gave this really cool image of you have Bobby with Xavier in the hurt lock. Xavier is screaming. Bobby is rubbing his face against the cage in front of Kofi. And there's nothing Kofi can do about it. Nothing Kofi can do. Whereas we've had what three months now. I'll back it off. I'll say two. I'll be generous. Yeah. And say we've had two months of the elite just beating down everybody in the exact same way. And you're telling me that nobody's going to come out there with a chair and start destroying a the elite. That you're not going to have um, Christian and um, and that's the thing. Kazarian. They all came and, out like one at a time. You had yeah. Kazarian come out. You're going to tell me none of these guys, none of these guys would be like, hey, Let's all go out together. We know we're, we know they're going to do this. And this is a segment. Yeah. This is a segment where you have uh, Kingston walk up to Christian mm-hmm. um, or Kazarian walk up to Christian. And maybe they don't like each other because they've, you know, had yeah. the, have the history that they have. I, and they're like, hey, they're going to keep destroying us if we keep doing this one-on-one. Let's team up. Let's yeah. go get Kingston. Let's go do the And yeah. let's... We put them don't down. have to like each other. But like Kingston said here a couple of weeks to back, to Pac, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. You know, so why can't we have a couple of backstage things? Have Eddie Kingston be the guy that does it because of how well he talks. Yeah. Right. He goes to Kingston, to, to Christian. He says, look, hey, we may not see eye to eye on a lot of things. However, you know what's going to happen at the end of the show. You know, break your fourth wall if you need to. Yeah, break we it. know what's going to happen here. You know, let's put a stop. Let's to it. stop this. You know, let's let's have this be a fair match. Because if you don't stop, and, and here's the thing: if you don't help stop it against Jungle Boy, it's going to happen to you. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Have him go to the Dark Order. Have him go to all of the different factions. Right. Basically, the, the quote unquote face faction. I want every face on the roster. Not even faction. Every face yeah. who's fed up with this to show up 
and just beat down the elite. And then you have the elite come out and you play up the fact that they're EVPs. You don't even have to have the elite get beat down here, right? Just run them off. Run them off. Jungle Boy was the challenger, so he gets out first. Jungle Boy comes out, and when Jungle Boy comes out, have every face in the locker room come out. They surround the ring. They're on the ramp. Everywhere. Kenny's music hits. Kenny comes out with the Good Brothers and Callus and Nakazawa, you know, his whole, the, the Bucks and all of that. And as everybody walks out of the tunnel, Kenny walks by, and then everybody just kind of looks at the rest of them, shakes their head. Yeah. You're not coming down here. It's, it's, it's almost kinda, a reverse lumberjack yeah, match. You have Callus kind of back up, and he goes over and joins commentary, and then he talks the whole time. And he's, he's moaning and complaining. Fair to what Kenny, is this? You know, yeah. uh, you know, he can't have his people down here. They're all going to have. Exactly. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, sorry, we forgot to do that at the yeah. beginning. We needed to. You know, you have all of that going on. Then uh, Kenny, of course, still wins. You know, I, I don't buy Jungle Boy beating Kenny Omega. No, no. Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy's not ready for it yet. No. So, so you have that happen. But then, like you said, next week on, on Dynamite, you have Kenny and the Bucks, not the Elite. Kenny and the Bucks come out, and yeah. they talk about how they're EVPs in this company. And you know what? If this ever happens again, we'll suspend every one of you. You know, have it go hard on that line to where you eventually have somebody has to step up. Tony, not Tony Khan, but Tony says, you know, he got word from Tony. Yeah, on, yeah, you don't want, I don't want Tony Khan on I TV. Don't I Khan don't on need TV. Vince McMahon no. 2.0. But you have the the voice of Tony Khan yeah. telling them, um, you may be EVPs, however... I'm the owner. I think it should be Excalibur, by the way. Have Just throwing it out it. there. Yeah, have Excalibur do it. Uh, I can fire you just as quick as anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, there you go. You can set up that storyline. You guys uh, are EVPs. You do not have any rights to make matches. Yep. Establish rules for matches. You know, just, yeah. you guys are EVPs in the business. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything to do. Yeah. As far as matches go. What? Right. You know, there's a lot of stuff you could do there. This beat down every week, though, that ain't it. No, it's and it's old. And okay, it worked one, two, maybe three weeks. Yeah. I'll give you three weeks well, to establish the, them as the a is, though, group. Even at that, you had these beatdowns for three weeks, right? So you And they were beating down Moxley. They were beating down Kingston. So you expect, okay, wrestling logic. They're getting beat down every week. So when we have the big pay-per-view, they're going to win. And then they didn't. Yeah. And, and then they I'm got sure beat down more. And I'm sure that it was to write Moxley sure write out because Moxley off. that's fine. He you did, know, him and he, just had their kid. Just had their kid. That's He's going to take some time with his kid. Maybe go but to New Japan and defend his titles in New you, Japan. You can't sell a beat down story on your faces, your most popular faces. Yeah. And have them lose every time. And expect there to be any kind of babyface heat no. behind those characters. There just isn't. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to see when they're back in front of the crowds full time, you know, and they actually have the full on crowd ticket buying, yeah. not, not the free crowds that yeah. they've had. When the elite starts beating down, mm -hmm. I just want to see the crowd all get up and leave. Right. It's not going to happen. Oh, no. But, but can you imagine, like... Could you imagine the... One. The signal that that would send... Yeah. Of, you know, hey, it's the end of the show. Here comes the elite. They're beating people down. And, and, and everybody just, just starts falling out, filing out. They're not watching what's going on. They're just going... Maybe now, I can beat the traffic, you know? The wrestlers, because wrestlers, as, as much as I love wrestling, wrestlers have a tendency... Lately, of being whiny little bitches. Yes. And you should just watch the product that we put out there. Right. No, screw you. I'm enjoying it, and I appreciate the work that you go through, and I'm willing to give you leeway to tell the story you're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. But you have to hold my interest. Right. And if you're not holding my interest, then I, as the consumer, have the right to voice my displeasure mm -hmm. and well. send a signal to you of why I don't like it. And if that signal is a podcast where we talk about right. how bad it is, or if it is a tweet that we send out saying how bad it is. Yeah. 
they wrestlers are uh, some wrestlers, not all of them, but yeah. some wrestlers seem to be buying into the sport aspect more than the entertainment aspect at this point. And what I mean by that is if I'm watching a television show, right, a, a, a comedy, a drama, yeah. a, a whatever, and it's seasonal, and a season is bad, I'm not watching it anymore. Walking Dead is a perfect example. I watched the first three seasons of it. I watched the first two seasons religiously. Yeah. Third season was very bad, and I didn't watch it again. Now, it's still going on. It's still doing its thing, but I didn't watch it again. Yeah, I haven't watched it for several years now. Let's talk about Walking... Or not Walking Dead, because uh, you just said Walking yeah. Dead. Game of Thrones. Yeah. A cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. The last season generally regarded as awful. Yeah. And it completely destroyed the legacy of that show. To the point where they're bringing out a, uh, they're doing uh, a new one, not Game of Thrones. It's a, a, it's like a prequel prequel. And I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, yeah. honestly, because nobody cares uh, because of how bad that last season was. Will I watch it? Probably. Maybe. But am I excited about it? Absolutely not. And some of the stuff that's going on on wrestling, and I and I get part of it is that whole, you know, we're almost back in front of a crowd, so we're, we're in that we're, holding pattern. Yeah, we're we're just trying we to keep it. We don't want to do. We don't want to do the spectacular moments this close. We don't I mean, want to crown I'm honestly, Hangman. We don't want you know. I'm honestly surprised that they brought Edge back. Me too. I fully uh, expected know. him to show up on SummerSlam. You know, him to come back. I expected him maybe in maybe crowd. The, yeah. But the pop that Edge would have gotten in a crowd, we get it. Yeah, as you said, we understand it's in a holding pattern. They go back in front of crowds. What next week? I think so, week yeah. after next something. Something. Something very similar. Very close. So it's a holding pattern, mm-hmm. but you got to make it compelling. Yep. And you've got to give me the faces getting some comeuppance. Against the heels. Yeah. And in the elite, we're not getting We're that. not going to get that. Uh, there were only two other things on AEW that really kind of stood out. One was uh, Trent had neck surgery. Yeah, Trent had neck surgery this why week. The, which is why the best friends have been kind of off TV. Um, and two, we're seeing Cage, uh, Brian Cage. I think we're seeing him go through a full face turn. Uh, because the opening match was Hangman versus Hobbs. Hangman is got the upper hand and Ricky Starks and hook come running down and Starks has cages FTW belt mm-hmm. and he goes to hand it to Hobbs while the referee's dealing with hook cage comes down, snatches the belt out of Starks's hand, pulls his jacket off over his head, like hockey Jersey style. Ricky runs to the back cage follows him, uh, which leads to hangman winning. Yeah. Uh, after another move or so. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah. I have seen Brian Cage as a heel, mm-hmm. and he gets to be a very boring heel. The dude's too Dude. goofy to be a heel. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I was introduced to Brian Cage through Lucha Underground. Yeah. And he's just a generic big man heel. There's nothing else behind him yep. other than I'm the big bad machine heel. Yep. I saw a little bit of him as a face on just some clips here and there of TNA when he was a TNA champion and yep. he was a face. It was a little more compelling to me. Like, I, I can't go into any more because I didn't see enough to know was he good at it, was he not. The other but it's is, more compelling to me to see this big guy who you would expect to be a heel all the time as a face. Yep. Um, other than that, AEW was kind of... AEW was good wrestling with very questionable story. Yeah. Um, now, you wanted to talk about um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Yes. So let's let's so, pivot towards WWE, and let's I say we just start at the beginning of the week. We'll talk yeah, about Hell in a we'll Cell, and then we'll run through the rest of it. So um, Rhea and Charlotte had their match at Hell in a Cell. It ends in a DQ. Rhea... Grabbed the cover of the announce table and kind of hit Charlotte in the face with it. 
and the referee immediately called it disqualification. You know, something that we have seen countless times never gets a DQ, mm-hmm. gets a DQ. Then as Reyes going up the ramp, she talks about, ha, 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 I outsmarted you. Then, well, that was at the end. She ends up back in the ring with Charlotte, gives Charlotte the riptide, lays Charlotte out, then heads up the ramp, ha, 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 outsmarted you, blah, 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 blah. And then Charlotte screaming at her, you know, you're finally learning or something to that effect. Yeah. No, I, I believe it was you're finally learning, you're finally learning, bitch. Yeah. You know. Like, if you're going to have it end with Rhea giving Charlotte the riptide anyway, just have her beat Charlotte. You, you're not having to protect Charlotte. We know who Charlotte is. Yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte doesn't need protecting. Look, Charlotte's gonna. Charlotte's on that level with John Cena, The Rock, you know, Batista. She is. If she loses, she loses. It's fine. That establishes a new star. Yeah. It doesn't hurt Charlotte. If Charlotte loses for six months, that doesn't hurt Charlotte. Yep. Because they can flip a coin. Yeah. And Charlotte can then just proceed right back where she is, and she's immediately back in title contention. You know what? Something like that would make Charlotte compelling as hell anyway. Telling the redemption story of of her. She's losing to everyone. Have her lose to Liv. Have her lose to Alexa. Have her lose to Nikki. Well, you can just have her lose to everybody. She loses to Rhea. Then you have her lose to... She starts basically walking down the card. Yeah. You know, she's losing to everybody. Hell, you could bring up somebody like Jesse Kamea. You could, you know, at the very end of this, Charlotte has is at her wit's end. She can't win. So she calls out like Zoe Stark or Jesse Kamea or a, a a loser on NXT. And they beat Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm just picking, yeah. I, I've, I've said all the small women. Yeah. I don't know why, but. <laughs> and they beat Charlotte and Charlotte just goes off the deep end. And then you have, you have can her start at telling that, that story at from that, that point, point. At that point, after she loses to whoever. Yeah. She loses her mind and she destroys them. Yeah. In the ring. Yeah. That's the beat down. Like we just talked about how the beat downs, but this is a beat down that would have some significance. Like she wrecks them, throws them through the barricade, buries them in chairs. Yeah. She's suspended. She gets suspended. She gets suspended. Goes home. We don't see Charlotte on TV for a month. Yeah. Then she comes back. Slight character redo, you know, don't change her too much, but you know, a slight character, maybe bring Rick back with her uh, for a segment of, Hey, you're Charlotte Flair. Remind yeah. her who she is. And then have her climb the card again. Mm-hmm. That would make Charlotte compelling. Yeah. I could get behind that. Whereas now, Charlotte's on TV. Charlotte is basically Cena at this point, and the law Cena wins. Law Charlotte wins. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte's on TV. I go to the bathroom. Yeah. And it's not because she's have, not good. Have, Vince has officially turned the women's division into the piss break match again. It, it's and it's not because she's not good or that her matches aren't enjoyable to watch. I don't, I don't care. care. So when I need, you know, oh, I need some more water. I'll yeah. go here. You know, it just it drives me insane because she's good. Yeah. Um, the other thing that happened on Hell in a Cell, we had the, of course, we had Drew lose at Hell in a and in the Hell in a Cell to Lashley. Um, <clears throat> through MVP getting involved, mm-hmm. right? We we had a ref bump. Drew shouts at the ref outside to come in. When he does, the ref doesn't lock the door behind him. MVP comes in, mm-hmm. and there we go. Now, part of me says that's pretty cool. That's smart heel planning. The other part of me says I am so tired of cage matches and Hell in a Cell matches and that kind of stuff, which are inherently designed to keep people out, but yet all of them, it seems, involve somebody getting in. Yeah. Now, I say that, that was the only one that we had. Well, we had the two Bobby Lashley cells over the, the, the bubble there. 
Nobody got involved in the Bianca ba- Bailey one. Nobody got involved in the Ray Roman one. Yeah. But it seems like they go to that trope so often of a somebody's going to come and get involved. Why? It's it's because it, it is just So last week this is probably part of it. Last week we hear about an interview that a WWE writer did yeah. with uh, some podcast. This is a person that got uh yeah. She goes out there and she's talking about how WWE didn't require to have any knowledge of wrestling when they hired her. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm fine with that. That does not sure. bother me at all because I didn't have any knowledge of wrestling before I started watching. You can learn and, and there's stuff out there. She then proceeds to go on and say how she doesn't even know the wrestlers names. Yeah. Like she co- refers champion. to Bobby Lashley. She's the champion right now. I don't know his name, Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley, something like that. how are you supposed to write for these people? Yeah. If you don't know their names, if you don't know their characters, you don't go and get a job working, uh, writing for, I don't know, Grey's Anatomy. If you don't know the characters names. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't, like, I would be a terrible writer for that show. Cause I don't know anybody on it. I was trying to come up with a decently sized <laughs> show yeah. that, you know, um, but you know, you don't go right for game of Thrones. Mm-mm. If you don't know the characters, you don't go right for the walking dead. If you don't yeah. know who the characters are and okay. Even if you go in and you don't know who the characters are, what's the first thing you're going to do? Learn you're the characters. going to get the scripts for previous episodes or you're going to sit down and watch them. Yeah. This would have been the perfect opportunity for her to say, you know, no, I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have that any knowledge. knowledge of wrestling going in, but they're on Peacock network for six bucks a month. Yeah five bucks a month, whatever it is. And I sat back and I watched the last six months of Raw's so that I knew, or SmackDown, so that I yeah. knew who these people were and what it was I was going to be writing. She was let go, by the way. Oh, yeah. She was let go. Now, they're trying to say that it had nothing to do with the interview. Sure uh, it didn't. Supposedly, backstage, the management and everybody who found out about that were super embarrassed by that interview as they should be. That was okay. I've already said, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that she didn't know about wrestling coming in. Mm -hmm. I don't care about that because you can learn about the fact she didn't know what she was writing. I do care that she didn't care to learn what she was writing. And the, lack of judgment mm-hmm. to go on a podcast and say, Oh yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, sure, I don't know whatever. what I'm talking What? Exactly. And um, maybe that's why we end up with these same story beats over and over because they're not they paying attention know. to the history and they don't know what this is. And they're not taking the time when WWE hires these writers to teach them the psychology of professional wrestling because you hear all the time, the ring psychology, ring psychology, ring psychology, which plays into the storyline psychology. They need to have an understanding of that. They don't have to have the same mind as dusty roads. Right. But they need to have an understanding. Yes. Now with that said, you looking up the releases? Yeah. I've got them right here. Okay. So, on Friday, we released Ever Rise. So, Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Mm-hmm. Fandango. Yeah. Aria Davari, Tony Neist, August Gray, The Bollywood Boys, Marina Shafir, which means there's only one member of the four horsewomen of MMA yeah. on uh, yep. actively on the roster. Rhonda is going to make an appearance at some point, I'm sure. To a doll. Yes. Um, Kurt Stallion, Arturo Ruiz, Killian Dane, Tino Sabatelli, and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And I saved Tyler because, in my mind, Tyler Breeze is the biggest name on that list. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's part of, uh, you know, Breezango, 
and, and Fandango was released as well. Those are the two biggest names. I think Tyler was bigger than Fandango. For sure. Especially in NXT. Well, Tyler was an NXT champion. Uh, was he? Yeah. Tyler was an NXT champion. Okay. He had a very good run on the main roster. Went back to NXT. Uh, he's part of Up, Up, Down, Down. He's yeah. part of The Party on Wednesdays with Uno. And, and that is going I'm to be... Is he still in that? How that's going to work. Because... Because WWE it's weird. owns Up, Up, Down, Down yeah. now. And it's it's weird because Up, Up, Down, Down and, and Uno is not something you think would be entertaining to watch. Yeah. But Adam Cole, Cesaro, Xavier Woods, and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Their conversation as they're playing Uno with each other and taunting each other is amazing. That and the just the sheer amount of catchphrases that come out of it. <laughs> you know? Um, it's, it is an hour on YouTube and it is, I can't believe I'm saying this. It is compelling television to watch four dudes play Uno on the internet. And who would have ever thought that? Right. Who would have ever thought that? But some of these, like some of these names that got let go, like Everrise, like I said, Everrise was just on NXT. They were Everrise, Everrise has had. TV time for the past month yeah. plus. They were in a thing with no. Hit Row. Uh, they have been on pre-shows for uh, the takeovers. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just doing their thing. Yeah. They're gone. We just saw Tony Nese and Aria Davari yeah. on NXT a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, now, from what I understand, some of the 205 Live guys that got let go, the, the statement was it was money-related. that They were making considerably more than some of the other ones. Okay, fair, I guess. I yeah, mean, we again, just made more money last year say, than we've ever made before. We're but still you know, going to go back to that whole WWE has turned in record profits. But whatever. Um, however, there's some some stuff is coming out about this. You know, originally we thought, okay, this is all Vince, right? This is not Vince, apparently. This is apparently, uh, what's his name, Khan. Yeah, uh, um, I can't think of his first name. I can't either. I'm, I'm going to Tony, and it's not yeah, right. My brain's wanting to say Tony, um, but that ain't it. Yeah. Um, who got hired in and has been running like day to day and stuff like that? This is apparently him. And is it Kevin? Maybe. I don't think it's Kevin. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, it's this guy that's letting him go, and he's letting these people go, and he's not telling writers. Like, Aleister Black was one that they were talking about here recently. He was let go, and one of the writers was talking about the fact that that night on SmackDown, he was trying to find Aleister Black to ask a question and was told, oh, he got let go. Like, they're let, he's letting these people go in the middle of pushes. In Nick Khan. Nick Khan. He's letting these people go in the middle of pushes. He's letting them go in the middle of stories that are being written. Just seemingly randomly. Well, that's got to fall back on Vince. Mm -hmm. Look, Nick Khan may be the president or the the CEO, whatever his job title is. Vince is still running that show. Vince is still CEO and... Chief, you know, chairman I of the board. One thousand percent think that Vince is getting ready to completely retire. That either Stephanie, Stephanie and Triple H have probably said that they have no desire to take over in any kind of Vince's role type thing. And I believe Vince is trying his best to cut every dollar he can, slim the company down so that it will be a very lucrative purchase for the likes of a Disney or an NBC as a whole or a Fox. Um, I, I just, I, I, I see what you're arguing there and I, I agree with you. It looks like they're selling, but I don't think it has to do with Stephanie and triple H saying, no, we don't want this. Okay. Because if Stephanie and triple H said, no, we don't want this. I guarantee you that Shane 
wants it. Well, I would agree with you, except for let's say we get some of these bigger contracts done away with. We we cut we we trim all the fat from WWE. We bring it down to this very. It looks like they're making even more money than they were. Mm-hmm. They sell it out to Disney for you know higher shared value. Let's and let's we say make it Triple H and Stephanie and Shane multiple multiple millionaires. Oh, oh, I know, and that's what I was getting towards. And they say, that "Hey, we now have enough money for us, our kids, our kids' kids." They're going to sell it. They're going to sell it for generational wealth. Yeah, which Vince sure. has already established generational yeah. wealth, but. The only thing I can think of is that they're looking at it and they're saying, okay, well, we're not going to be able to carry on the success that dad has had. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cash out yep. as best we can. We'll stay on in advisor and advisor we'll roles stay, well, or no, board I, roles. Or I'm, sure that they, I'm sure that the contract will allow them to stay on as chairman of the board, you know, yeah. in, in, in positions. And Vince is going to walk away having sold his company for two to $3 billion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say that he's going to get 4 billion. Cause that's what they yeah. paid for. Uh, that's what Disney paid for star Wars. Right. And WWE does it's not, not star Wars. carry star Wars weight, no. but I do think he gets two to $3 billion for the company. And I think Disney's a good choice. Yeah. Either, uh, either di- cause if you get Disney, you have ESPN yeah. right there. Or Fox. I could see Fox possibly putting their hat name in the ring to purchase it because of and I don't want to count the out sports that they have. And I don't want to count out NBC. Yeah. Because they have that 30-year relationship, mm-hmm. approximately. I mean, there, there's yeah. been some, some rough patches, but they have a 30-year relationship with NBC. Yeah. And NBC with Peacock, mm-hmm. it needs content. Yeah. That's and content. There you go. There they have six, nine hours of content a week yeah. for Peacock. Yeah. Um, which is why I think AEW coming when they did mm-hmm. is brilliant. Yes. Um, because if, say, NBC takes over, there's no guarantee that NBC leaves WWE on USA. Right. There's every chance that they convert it to Peacock mm-hmm. full-time. And AEW being on uh, TBS next year. Yeah. Basically filling in where WCW left off. Mm-hmm. Well, you leave, you leave, you leave Raw on Monday nights mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's a cultural staple at this point. Yeah. Um, as soon as the Fox deal runs out or however the buyout work would work with it or anything like yeah. that, you pull SmackDown off of Fox. Well, I mean, at that point, you move. You, you look at SmackDown to, as the old school. Um, yeah. Well, you put SmackDown on Peacock. You put NXT, NXT on Peacock. Peacock. You have your then USA has their anchor of Raw on Monday nights. Then they move NXT and SmackDown to Peacock, and then you have those going. They're off of the actual television, so they're not following any kind of network restrictions. You could do a lot more with them. Yeah. On Peacock. Hey, there you go. You know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it, it definitely looks like Vince is getting ready to sell. Now, whether he's selling because Stephanie and Triple H and Shane don't, don't want, want to it run it, which I just cannot see. Mm-hmm. You know, Shane left WWE years ago. Right. Because of creative differences and him wanting to do different things. And Vince is like, nah, dude, ain't your time. And I think that things have changed and I think that they've looked at it and they've said, well, we can still run this, but we can sell it. And each of us is a billionaire now. Yeah. Because it's Vince is the billionaire. Right. Shane, Stephanie, they're millionaires. Well, you know, Vince recently got sued uh, again for stock. Issues. Well, that happens all the time. And yeah, if there was anything there, I'd be talking more about it, but I just don't think that there's, Really, anything there? I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Um. But just it's another little thing that throws in there that it adds to the. This looks like Vince is trying to sell WWE. Yeah. 
Um, SmackDown. There's not really. SmackDown was extremely lackluster, lackluster. this week. So, I love how we just came up yeah. with the same word. One I, of the things that I want to, I do want to touch on is you have Bailey pin Bianca. So why didn't Hell in a Cell matter? They're continuing, and, and they've had this problem in recent years, and we've talked about it, where they're having the gimmick matches at the beginning of the feuds. Yeah. And, okay, you want to switch it up? That's fine. But it doesn't make you sense. You don't have a gimmick match of Hell in a Cell. The, the old school to, mentality there, those gimmick matches, was you had a cage match, you had a Hell in a Cell because... It couldn't be held in a regular ring. Yeah, you had they, a, they couldn't finish this story yeah. regularly because of shenanigans, or you, you they just kept a, going. You had a no DQ of some sort because, or a street fight because these people hated each other so much. And you know, to that end, we're getting that, or at least I hope it. That's what we're going to see with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. at the pay per view, yep. or is it next? No, it's next week. Next week. It is this next week doing a last man standing. Yeah. They cannot. They cannot have them continue to feud after that. You know as well as I do that they will. I know. But from a storyline, like I'm already don't really care about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a feud. So often. And it's been in our face. Their matches are always fantastic. Yeah. But we have seen that match a million, million times. Yeah, it, it, it carries no weight. Sammy needs to be a face. Mm-hmm. He's got to drop this conspiracy. conspiracy it's just not working. It's not working. It's not going anywhere. And I don't care about Sammy. I want you to listen to the words that just came out of my mouth. I don't care about Sammy Zayn. Which is sad because of how good he is. What? He needs to be a face. Yeah. Kevin Owens, I actually really enjoy him as a face. I don't yeah. want him to change. I love Kevin Owens' face because Kevin Owens' face is an unapologetic heel. He's like, yeah. He is, yeah. I did bad shit. <laughs> <laughs> I may do it again. My bad. <laughs> like like on SmackDown here a couple weeks ago where it was him and Big E in the Yeah, back, it was last week. And he, told, he talked up Big E and Big E's like, oh, yeah, he's good. Mm. Kevin's like, dude. What? I just gave you all these praises and everything, and and Big E's like, yeah, man, it still hurts. Kevin Owens like, all right, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, that's fair. I, I and I love that with him. Mm-hmm. I love that because we don't see that. No, you don't see that. Uh, heels turn babyface, and they're immediately the history accepted. is forgotten. You know, the the only time that that you, they talk about the history is somebody like Randy Orton. Yeah, and Kevin Owens. Yeah, and it's so refreshing. And so enjoyable Something to see. Something though that I forgot. I loved the interaction of Riddle and Ark and Randy. Yeah. After after Riddle's win. So Riddle comes down to try to help Randy and causes Randy to lose, basically. Riddle wins, beats Drew, and when he gets done, he's like rocking up the ramp. He's like cheering. He's Randy's standing there with his arms crossed and just staring at Riddle. And Riddle's like, yeah, man, I won. You know, cheering. And Randy's just like, just mean mugging him. And Riddle's like, come on, Randy. Dude, what? what I do? Come on, man. It's... <coughs> the interaction between Randy and Riddle is I, I like great. it. It's, you know, it's I, great. I, I hate that I like it because I don't necessarily like Riddle as a person. I have to... We, but I, I've... I've Come to the conclusion that if I'm going to continue to enjoy things in life, yeah, I have to separate the person from the act from whatever it is because there's just so many assholes, yeah, in the yeah. world and music, comedy, actors, you know, it's everything, mm-hmm. it's, it's everything. So I have to separate. I and, hate the fact that they are making Riddle's character compelling. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I would rather someone else be in that spot, but at the same token, I don't know who you would put in that spot. Who could be that weird stoner 
person that Riddle is currently playing. I don't think he's playing, though. Well, you know what I mean. Quote, unquote, playing. I think he's had one too many hits to the head. And this is <laughs> one too many hits to the head, one too many hits from the ball. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I have to separate. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not going to be able to enjoy anything. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that doesn't, it's not going to stop us from calling people out. Yeah. But, yeah, and there is a line. Yeah. Patrick Clark. Yes. There, there's a line there. Yeah. But for the most part, for me to continue enjoying anything, I've got to be able to separate the art to just be like, from the person. That's fair. So, um, What else do we want to talk about? Uh because really and truly, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, I think. you know, I, I think the releases this week are huge. Yeah, not in that they released a bunch of big names, but the guys that they did release: Killian Dane, uh, Tyler Breeze, Fandango. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler and Fandango were huge on the NXT roster. I yep. really think that Fandango made his WrestleMania debut by beating Chris Jericho. Yeah, let that sink in. And and these these are guys who were their their characters maybe never took off on the main roster, mm-hmm. and and they weren't really doing a whole lot recently. But they're guys that you put your people who are about to go up yeah. to the main roster up against to kind of put that final polish on. Hey, this is how that work. This is how we wrestle on the main roster. This is how yeah. for TV. This is how you've got to work. And I think, you know, Bailey sent out a tweet of how influential Tyler Breeze was. Yeah, that she to wrote her. like, "What would Tyler do yeah. on her wrist?" She would type. She would write in, "What would Tyler do? What would Breeze do on her wrists?" So that because she he was that influential to her. Yep. I think it's huge loss. Oh, for sure. One other thing I do want to speak about: Carrying Cross. Are you talking about the dark the the, the dark he, matches? Not even a dark match. This was a main event match. On, oh, it was on, on main event. It was That's on right. main That's event. Right. Good. He Lord. makes his main roster <laughs> debut on main event, which okay, you know, you, you want to test him out, you want to see how he is. Here's the thing. My God, it was so bad. <laughs> they didn't do any of the theatrics. No. Scarlet no wasn't there. No Scarlet. And it's like they just told him five minutes before. But Scarlet was there because she had a match. Yeah. <laughs> so he walks out and he just walks out. Yeah. He doesn't look menacing. He actually looks confused. Yeah. Uh, like he doesn't know he what looked, to do. The perfect thought that went through my mind when I saw him was he looks like me when I'm walking down an aisle at Lowe's trying to find something. I know <laughs> where I'm at. I know I'm in the right area. However, uh, where exactly is it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like they told him, okay, you're going to go out there. But, and then like, he was like, all right, I'm gonna go do my thing. And then he showed up and, they said, no, Scarlett, you're not going. Oh, by the way, we're not going to do any of the fog. You don't get fog. You don't get your lights. You don't get anything. And without his theatrics, you immediately cut all yeah. of what Karrion Cross is out. Yep. He gets up on the ring apron and the microphone, the, the camera's looking right at him, and you can see him lip syncing his song. And I'm, I'm sure it was a timing. He is timing. Yeah. Because he steps in and he does his stuff Mm -hmm. but the camera was on him yeah and he does the same thing he does with scarlet there but there's no scarlet there's no fog there's no darkness yeah it's just it is underneath the bright lights yeah it was sad and it was oh my god carrying cross was built for the main roster Steve Joe Blow that came out there. Yeah. Ain't going to cut it. No. And I, you know what? And and sadly, what we saw on main event 
I feel is how he would be portrayed on Raw or on SmackDown. Well, he's not going to come my, out with Scarlet. He's not going to have the fog. He's not going to have the lights. Every my time. hope is he's just not there. My hope is that somebody saw that somebody with some pull. Yeah. It's a, what the crap is. And, this. and you know, like my hope is that triple H saw that. Yeah. Because NXT is triple H's baby. Yeah. And I, my hope is he's like, who did this? Look at how you massacred my boy. <laughs> and and that he's like, because that is carrying cross. His presentation is carrying cross. And could if you, we don't have that, then you have create a wrestler 17. Could you imagine Kane coming out back in the day, just in the red suit and the mask, just walking down the ring with the, uh, with his music in the background, yeah. no fire, None of the none of the boom theatrics on the ring posts. Yeah. Uh, and when they did that, strolling down the ring, doo, 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 when doo. they got rid of the pyro for years, they did that. Yeah, and it wasn't the same. Mm-mm. It lost some. But Him. you know, I go back and I watch one of my favorite there entrances are. that Kane does is uh, when Eric Bischoff was on Raw and Kane walks out. He's out of the mask. He's chained. And he walks out. He's got the towel over his head. He's got security all around him. And he comes out to, um, uh, my mind just completely blanked on the song, but, um, the flame still burnt, you know, uh, slow chemical. Yeah. And he just walks out. He slowly walks out. And then, you know, they're taking all of the time to undo his chains and he's just slow and methodical. And Bischoff is there in the ring, just scared to death. That's what Karrion Cross needs. Yeah. He needs there, theatrics. There are wrestlers that their pyro and their entrance completely made the wrestler. The I, I stand by Mark Calloway is an amazing wrestler. Yeah. <clears throat> the Undertaker gimmick would not have lasted half as long as it did without the theatrics that went into The Undertaker. Yeah. Look at how poorly the greatest majority of wrestling fans feel about the the big evil last ride era of The Undertaker. Yeah. They hate it because there was no real theatrics. Oh, he rode a motorcycle to the ring. That wasn't The Undertaker. Yeah. That the was Mark Taylor. The Undertaker was the Druids, the Gong, the, the, the fog. Purple, the Fog, the Lightning, that was the Undertaker. It's presentation. It's presentation. It's what it comes down to. As much as I don't care for him, Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg's entrance solidified Goldberg. The the walk down the hall with the security. Well, the, you know the dry ice, the the sparklers. You know the, all of that. That made Goldberg. It's presentation, and for a lot of guys, presentation is like The Rock, if The Rock walks out and he just walks out to his music, mm-hmm. he's The Rock. Yeah. The man. Oh, ex- I forgot. You, you know. I did forget one thing that I need to hit back on on NXT just okay. because it was it was comical. Adam Cole. He, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jobber A, anyway. Yeah. He comes out to the ring, and when he challenges Cole, Cole asks him, what do you think you have that yeah. means you can stand up to me? And the guy goes, I have ruthless aggression. And he slaps Cole. I love that. I just, I'd uh, forgotten to say that. I had to throw that out there. No, yeah, you're right. Like, complete callback to John yes, Cena. Absolutely. So are we going to get Adam Cole, John Cena? Well, it wasn't Adam Cole that Adam Cole was in the Kurt Angle role in that one. But are we going to get Adam Cole, John Cena? That would be, that might be entertaining. But I think we're going to see John Cena Roman. I do too. Um, but anyway. guys, with that said, uh, I think that we've covered pretty much everything that we want to cover this week. We do need to uh, shout out and give a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. They've got everything you need. You want games? They've got board games. Uh, they've got D&D. Uh, they're doing D&D on Wednesday nights. You want to learn to come play D&D? They just started last week. With Adventure League. Uh, with Adventure League stuff. So come which check is, them out. and Which is made for new players, really. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they did uh, a uh, Dungeon Caller Classics mm-hmm. stuff yesterday, which is, you know. They're doing a 40K tournament over there today. Yeah. Check them out. They've got every kind of game that you can think of, whether it's tabletop, role-playing, or board game, whatever it is you want to play. They've got it for you over there. And, you know, go by and get you some liquor at Big Dog Liquor. Uh, we've said it every week. They've got everything. They've got whiskeys and gins and vodkas and tequilas, and they have a huge wine selection with wine sales every month, discounts on cases. Uh, I think on Wednesday they do a senior discount as well. So, you know, go by, get you something good to drink. Yeah. Come over here to McNarm, get you something fun to play. Have yourself a good weekend. Uh, I do want to say next weekend's 4th of July. Uh, probably there's a decent chance. There's a decent chance that, uh, we're going to have a couple of weeks in next coming up yeah. in the next few weeks where, uh, we're not going to be on, yep. but we've got you covered. If you're looking for something to, uh, for your ear holes to listen to mm-hmm. check out our friends, uh, Logan and Jay yeah, on their a, new podcast, yeah. uh, rogues, rogues of the rogues, rogues cast, cast radio, rogues cast radio, rogues cast radio. Uh, I, I know it's available on Spotify. It is. They've um, got, they've got about six episodes, I think up. Yeah, right now. So, uh, go give and, them a and somebody we know might make a uh, guest appearance. Uh, who could that be? I'm not sure. Could it be you? It, it could be. Yeah, it, it very well could be. So you know, give them a listen and uh, and you know throw some support their way. Yeah, absolutely. So, now, with all that, with all said, cheers. cheers.